0: Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get there. Now, here's your host, the one and only Mr. Dick Crawford.
1: Welcome indeed. Thank you for that introduction from Mr. Sean Hackney in Bellingham, Washington. I am the one and only Dick Crawford. Nobody's introduced <laughs> me to that before. I like that. Thank you very much. You're uh, welcome. Sean and I have trained in the same network for many, many years, and we have a very similar approach to the real estate business. So today's call is a fantastic opportunity for our, our listeners to get to know Sean and the Bellingham area, Bellingham area that he serves. If you would like a formal introduction to Sean, simply contact your local agent or you can contact me, of course, and we will get you hooked up. So thank you for being on the show this morning, Sean. How is life up in, in Bellingham today?
0: Ah, uh, it's fantastic. We live in a little corner of paradise up
1: here. You do, and you are way up there in the north uh, <laughs> northwest corner, the upper left-hand corner of the continental U.S. Uh, I think yes, your zip too. code uh, says that too. It's like a 99 nine something, isn't it?
0: 98225. Nine right eight. up in okay. the
1: corner. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're getting you're getting up there. Well, let's just start right in and and uh, talk about your work. Uh, take 30 seconds. Where where are you in your real estate career today?
0: I'm uh, 17 and a half years in real estate. The little asterisk next to that. I actually had two years as a licensed assistant to my father in college. Then I kind of went off and did my own thing before he wrote me back in. So uh, I am second generation. He was a broker owner of one of the largest franchises in Washington State back in the mid-2000s. So come from good stock there and uh, spent the last 31 years here in Bellingham.
1: So you know the place like the back of your hand. That's very important. What's your approach to the business?
0: I'm definitely relationship-driven. You're not going to find my picture on, you know, any grocery card or billboard. You're not going to find my my picture typically popping up on a Zillow or any of those platforms. So it really comes back to the idea of working by referral, which you know real well.
1: Yes, great way to work as a realtor. And as realtors, we wear a lot of different hats, (laughs) a lot of different hats during the time we work with our clients. Describe one of your favorite hats that you wear while you're helping people
0: my immediate response is actually going to be kind of creating the uh, client experience. I just, I really dig creating the uh, entire experience from start. I I tend to say there's really no finish uh, because my clients become long-term relationship in years and decades, you know, going forward. So anyway, I'm going to change my answer actually on the spot. And I think it's one of the most overlooked hats, so to speak, in real estate. And that's the negotiation hat. For some reason here recently, in the the most recent years, uh, I think it's something that the public really finds hard to quantify, you know, this idea of negotiation, but I am just fascinated by the whole dance of it and uh, researching who you're working with and what's their style and making sure that, you know, you guide, you're the lead dancer, so to speak.
1: Yes, I do believe that that has taken a little bit of a back seat. So good for you for focusing on that
0: yeah it's fun it's an interesting piece to try to articulate to uh the general public, but um when you can when you can guide that whole process and put all those pieces of the puzzle together it, you know it becomes especially in a marketplace that we find ourselves in right now um, becomes very rewarding
1: now you you spoke about creating the experience for the client. What do you do so your clients feel comfortable in the process of buying or selling their home? I think two
0: things i mean one I come from a actually uh, teaching and coaching background, which I think tends to come across when I work with my clients you'll find me with a dry erase board behind me a lot of the time when I'm talking to my clients it's uh, again come back to that educator and, and coach in me it's easy for us to talk about you know hey I work by referral but I think where the where we kind of drop the ball is how is that important to the client and why that is so so important at the end of the day and so when I can blend those two things kind of the teaching and coaching background and then be able to articulate the value to the client of working by referral you know it tends to become something kind of cool and special
1: as a brief preface to our conversation today give me three things that you want our listeners to learn about your area about the Bellingham area
0: Well, I kind of feel like, I I know you just had Sue Masterson on from uh, Colorado, and so it's kind of funny in in, uh, listening to her speak, we're kind of a baby boulder in a way. We are, you mentioned where we're located, we're in the upper northwest corner of the U.S., uh, the continental U.S., so we're basically halfway between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C., and my house is literally 20 minutes from the Canadian border. We're right at sea level. But yet I can drive less than an hour east and I'm at what our, our mountains called Mount Baker and it's a fantastic ski area some of the biggest snowfalls recorded snowfalls in the U.S. and even the world some years so we are a highly active outdoor community renowned mountain biking uh, hiking skiing sea kayaking golfing you name it we've got it and our park and trail system is just Absolutely second to none. So if I were to sum up Bellingham in one phrase, I would have to say, you know, we're it's all about quality of life up here.
1: One thing you have that Sue Masterson does not have in Boulder, Colorado is sea kayaking.
0: That is <laughs> I, true. That is.
1: <laughs> That's an excellent activity that you just can't do in Colorado. You're in the Bellingham area. You just spoke a little bit about the geography. Tell me about your areas that you serve up there. Um, When somebody's looking at the map, what are your boundaries? What are some of the uh, cities surrounding your your core?
0: Yeah, so our county is Whatcom County. Uh, Bellingham's the primary uh, city here. We're about 100,000 people in Bellingham. The other main ones in our county are Ferndale, Linden, and Blaine. And Blaine is basically the border town, right? Sits right up on the border, and then just south of us is Skagit County, and so basically, I'll serve down to the northern portion of that, which is Mount Vernon.
1: But the nice thing about
0: our county is, is we are literally, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, you serve an entire county!" We can be anywhere in the county in twenty to forty minutes.
1: Tell me a little bit more about that. You described some of the geography, but what's the vibe, and and what's the uh, what's going on in town that uh, other than the outdoor activities? It's
0: kind of funny. We are we self-titled or we had somebody self-title us uh, back in the mid-1990s. So if this gives you any idea of our kind of town vibe, we are called the City of Subdued Excitement. (laughs) So it is a a pretty laid back and chill place. You have to almost experience it. We're a college town. We have Western Washington University and, and several really solid community college. Yet we've had you know, different places or different uh, publications like the Wall Street Journal and Forbes and even CNN Money come in, and they keep calling us one of the top places to retire in the U.S. So you have this college vibe, one of the top retirement communities in the U.S., but yet we're this city of subdued excitement.
1: (laughs) Subdued excitement. That actually sounds pretty refreshing in, in many, many ways. Tell me about some of those subdued excitement events. Are there, you know, concerts in the park? Are there annual festivals, yeah. big community events? What, 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 is less, what are some of the less <laughs> subdued, exciting moments?
0: Uh, we have our fun up here. So, yeah, plenty of uh, concerts in the park throughout the summer. Um, we have a great farmer's market uh, in downtown Bellingham. But I'd say probably our two top kind of festivals. One is called Ski to Sea. Uh, it's a kind of a festival weekend, on memorial weekend. It's an eight-stage race with nine different people involved. It starts at the top of Mount Baker and works its way all the way down to Bellingham Bay. It finishes in a part of Bellingham called Fairhaven. You know, concerts going on, food vendors, and everything. So that's probably our biggest festival. And then we also have what we call this is kind of funny. It's called Dirty Dan Days. In the late 1800s, Dirty Dan came to town and he kind of founded Fairhaven. And we have all sorts of fun things, piano races, and all sorts of things like that. So,
1: (laughs) so there you go, people. You got sea kayaking (laughs) and piano races. Uh, races Yeah, uphill. Uphill, yeah, piano, uphill races. piano races. You want some subdued excitement. That's that's your ticket. Tell me a little bit more about the, I think you said, ski to sea. So do you start out skiing and end up swimming? Tell me a little bit more about that.
0: starts at the very top, uh, first thing in the morning, and uh, you're usually at to 500 teams. It starts with a cross-country ski up at the, the uh, lodge, and then it's a quote-unquote downhill ski, but they actually hike up the mountain from the lodge with their skis in hand, then ski back down to the lodge. They hand off to the runner. The runner actually runs down the mountain approximately eight miles, hands off to a road cyclist, hands off to a two-person canoe in one of our rivers. Then it goes to a mountain bike slash cross bike and then finishes off with a sea kayak and ends with them ringing a bell uh, down in Fairhaven pretty cool because it brings in uh world class athletes, olympic athletes in the past all the way to, you know, the uh the couch potato who all of a sudden wants to put a family team together. So it's it's a pretty cool experience and it lasts all day and, and then like I said it's a party at the end of the day.
1: That sounds very exciting. There's nothing subdued about that. That sounds fantastic.
0: <laughs> we we break out of the mold every once in a
1: while. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. I've never heard of anything like that. That's beautiful. Aside from that big festival, tell me one thing you love about your city and why.
0: Let me share a story. And this is, So I came, I'm originally from Oregon. I came up here on a, on a football scholarship and came up here on a recruiting visit. The Western Washington University sits up on the top of the hill and it overlooks Bellingham Bay. And they walked us through campus, beautiful campus, and then they ended right in front of the Performing Arts Center, the libraries behind you, and all of a sudden you're looking out over Bellingham Bay, and, and it's just gorgeous, and it looks up towards Canada. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? I get to come here, go to a great school, get to play some football, and I get this? And then it wasn't too long, I think it may have been that same night or sometime right after that, I was still on campus, same location, big old libraries behind you, it's, I don't know, five or six stories tall, all the windows facing out over the bay as well, and the sun is setting. And all of a sudden, the sun sets, it hits the bay, and it just lights up everything. It's like the reflection on the water lights up the entire side of the hillside. Behind me, in every single window, people were standing up and gave a standing ovation to the sunset. (laughs) So it's just it, it, it's it's very hard not to have a summer night where you're just not in awe, you know, at the sun setting or the clouds in the sky or whatever it might be.
1: There's a painting going on all day long up in Bellingham. Uh,
0: that is a great way to put it. Yeah.
1: And it's a different painting every day, <laughs> so you got to pay attention.
0: Oh, absolutely! And what's great is we have the San Juan Islands are are very popular and famous, yeah. and most of them are kind of south of us, but they they. They get up towards us. So when we have storms roll in from the Pacific and they get kind of hung up and kind of making their way through all the islands, the, the storms are probably even more incredible than the sunset. So you're right. It is, it's a constantly changing painting, so to speak.
1: Why are people relocating to your area? What are their reasons for coming up to Bellingham? Mm.
0: We're a big relocation area because we've got two major refineries as well as Border Patrol, Homeland Security, But then I will say with COVID, we have absolutely been flooded with people from out of the area who have realized they can work remotely. So especially Seattle, you know, we're only an hour and a half north. They kind of want to get out of that rat race, and they realize that they can work remotely from up here, coming back to that quality of life idea. So it it will be interesting to see how that continues to play out up here. So far right now, it's been a lot of Seattle, Seattle area, and then a lot of of out-of-state, in particular your area down in California.
1: Just trying to get out of the rat race and being able to work out of the rat race.
0: And then, like I said, with all the outdoor activities to do and just our location to be able to pop down if you need to be down in Seattle in an hour, hour and a half, it's an easy drive.
1: And for those people who are not working remotely or or are in an industry that does not allow remote work, who are the biggest employers in town?
0: Our biggest employer tends to be the hospital. We've got a great cardiac unit up here, um, the university. And, and school, the two refineries are also big.
1: So it sounds like you have a pretty good mix of things for everyone for retirees, professionals, families, outdoor folks. Pretty good mix. Is that a fair assumption?
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good mix. It can be challenging if if you don't have something up here already. It can be a little rough for people at first. But like I said, what we're finding is, I won't call it a blessing, but one of the things that we've learned from COVID is that there has been a migration and it is workable.
1: So when somebody comes into town for the first time, they've relocated or they're retired or they're moving their family up to get out of the rat race, how do they get involved in the community? What are some of the ways that somebody can, say, volunteer or become a part Mm -hmm. of the community?
0: You know, I think the ones that stand out, obviously, being an outdoor, active community, there's tons of opportunities there. We have ski to sea obviously, is, is a major player. We are a huge, renowned mountain biking area, so there's the Whatcom Mountain Bike Coalition, which... I actually, I'm going to put them, give them a little plug here. They have 85 miles in just one area that they work in conjunction with a private corporation that owns the Galbraith Mountain is what they call it. It's Galby. And it is all about working together in partnership, using it for recreation, but not destroying it. So that's a huge one in this area. Obviously, the Boys and Girls Club have a, a strong presence in our area. We've got one of the few hospice hospitals in the state of Washington and even Oregon. There's another one, too, that is very popular. It's called Skookum Kids, and it's a kind of an alternative way of looking at foster kids and, and how to get them into the right
1: setting with a family. So some pretty,
0: mm. pretty cool opportunities all the way around.
1: Let's talk about growth for a minute. How are regional services keeping up?
0: I've always said a little bit, I mean, Bellingham, kind of coming back to the, the city of subdued excitement, we're not necessarily a huge growth area. And then the other part of that, too, is we're somewhat landlocked. You know, our entire west side is all water. But we do have probably one of the best undeveloped waterfronts on the west coast. It used to be the site of the old uh, Georgia Pacific pulp mill. And so it's been a slow process over the years of of kind of some environmental cleanup, and you can imagine the number of, you know, governmental agencies involved. I think that's going to continue to be our biggest area of growth in the years to come. When I say our waterfront, that's downtown Bellingham. So we have a, a beautiful downtown Bellingham, but yet then we've got this just gorgeous waterfront just waiting to blossom.
1: We can Google the cost of living comparisons and such, but just as kind of a touchstone, what's the cost of a gallon of gas these days?
0: We usually hover premium just a little under $3 a gallon, which is kind of funny. We, we tend to sometimes have the higher gas prices, yet we've got two of the biggest refineries within <laughs> six to eight miles from us.
1: So that's just something to bear. Do you know anything about the price of a, a gallon of regular?
0: Uh, you're going to drop down probably into the mid two fifty.
1: That's just a little bit above the national average, but still way below Southern California. And it's actually fairly close to the average throughout the West. What about property taxes? They're a big deal in California, and they can vary quite a bit around the West. How do they work in your area? We're
0: roughly our rule of thumb is, you know, 1%. A $500,000 home, you're going to be, you know, about $5,000 of taxes a year.
1: Do they tack on anything else like bonds or, or certain fees?
0: No, not necessarily. Well, I guess it depends on if you've got a school bond or in whatnot going on. We don't have any state income tax in, in Washington, but we do, obviously, we have the property tax and we have a sales tax.
1: And what's your sales tax rate?
0: Depends on the county, and so that can vary a little bit, and then depends on groceries or whatnot, but you're roughly going to run, like in Washington County, you know, eight and a quarter, eight and a half, and then if you get down closer to Seattle, you can run close to 10% sometimes.
1: So that's something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Regarding average home prices, Southern California cities can range anywhere from seven hundred thousand to a million plus in yeah. average. Tell me what it is in your area, and give me maybe some examples of recent sales that you've had.
0: In Bellingham itself, um, which is going to be the the highest price, our median is about four sixty 460, four sixty five. Average is about five fifteen. So you're right in that range which is funny because if you run the numbers right now, I guess it's not funny, if you run the numbers right now in that price range uh, for Bellingham, you are in single digits the number of active listings right now. When we hear about tight inventory across the United States, we're, we're kind of the poster child for it right now. So we're seeing that, again, with COVID. We have seen prices in the 17, 18 years I've been in business. I have never seen prices in multiple offers like we've seen over the last, you know, eight
1: to nine months. Yes, and that story is repeating itself across the West, Mm -hmm. so it's not uncommon these days. Do you have a particular example of a home that you've sold recently that might paint a picture for that price range?
0: There's tons of infill. Uh, I had a client up recently, recently before, she's like, this place doesn't even make sense to me. (laughs) One time I I lived on what they call South Hill, looking out over the water, Uh, took a step out of my front door, two doors down, there was a turn-of-the-century home did have views and it was four hundred thousand and then you look to your, the other direction and four houses down you've got one point one million. So there is a ton of infill going on, different you know ages of homes. So it's hard to paint that. We had just one uh recently actually just closed the other day. We listed at 495. We had on that one nine offers and it went to six hundred. All cash from somebody out of the Bay Area. <laughs> two bedrooms, one bath, and about 1,000 square feet. That, I would say, that's the anomaly, but that's what all of a sudden we're seeing now in this last, you know, six to eight
1: months. Yes, that's what low inventory and California money will do to an area. I don't really want to point out California money as the complete culprit because there's money coming from all over. Very interesting dynamic going on right now in a lot of areas. It's also coupled with the idea that there's a lot of intent out there. People really do want to make something happen, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be all cash because money is cheap. The low interest rates are really uh, helping out as well. Absolutely. Now, you say there's a lot of infill going on. Is there new construction?
0: There's a little bit. For Bellingham itself, your new construction is kind of pushing up north towards, I mentioned, the little town of Linden. Your primary new construction in our county, though, is in the city of Linden and the city of Ferndale.
1: And is there a pretty good range of product available?
0: It's pretty tight. The trend up here, as I know we're seeing across the United States, are, are definitely smaller lots. I won't necessarily call them zero lot line homes, but pretty darn close. There's not a whole lot of variety right now.
1: Can Mm -hmm. you help them with the new construction process if they're from out of town?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We've got some fantastic builders up here. What's really nice about our area as well is that uh, most of the builders are long-term Bellingham and Whatcom County people, so they've been here through the stretch. These are long-standing Bellingham and Whatcom County folk.
1: Can a buyer find a rental for a few months before they buy?
0: We have a very low what they call vacancy rate, so the lower the vacancy rate, you know, the less there is to to choose from. If you're under 2%, that's huge. We've been under 1% for quite some time. So you will find most leases are going to want to be in that 12-month minimum, which creates a challenge, but then most are pretty open or already have in there that you can sublease. So with a low vacancy rate, you're not going to have a problem releasing that uh, unit. So um, what I've had a lot of clients come and do as well is, you know, looking at the Airbnb, the RBO route find a cool place that they wouldn't normally live in to have a different experience while they, they look and they,
1: yes, I've had that advice from a couple of other people and that's just a great way to go. Live somewhere in the area that you wouldn't, wouldn't think about buying or maybe couldn't afford to buy and enjoy the experience. And you'll learn a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about the town in the process. Sounds like a fun way to go. Do you have any advice for out of state buyers coming your way or even out of area buyers?
0: Yeah, I would say be patient. Start early and learn learn the pace of the market so that you're not surprised and overwhelmed. You know, if you're somebody like me, uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna be pushy and, and especially if somebody's new to the area, but they I think it's very important, no matter where you're going, is to understand the pace of the market and starting early will help that process.
1: Well that's great advice and we'll leave it right there. Sean Hackney from Bellingham, Washington, this was a lot of fun and informative. I really appreciate all your insight. Oh, and, thank um, you for having me. I just love spending time with our network agents and learning more about the areas that they represent and find a place that has some uh, daily paintings going on with the, with the <laughs> sunsets and... All around you is subdued excitement, so it's always, always good to hear more and more about uh, places throughout the West. I truly Absolutely. appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dick. Well, the pleasure was all mine. You take care and be safe. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Sean Hackney from Bellingham, Washington. And you can tell he is a very experienced professional, and he's ready to help you land on both feet in the Bellingham, Washington area, and it sounds like a a pretty diverse area with a lot of good things going on and a lot of good people doing it. If you'd like me to hook you up to introduce you formally, feel free to contact me or contact your local agent. To understand the value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource, and it's down at the bottom of the list but it does explain how important it is and why it's important to go with a known realtor. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout California who can help in areas I do not serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, be safe.